0: I was asked to come along and uh, uh, offer some thoughts on what retailers are, looking f- are really looking for in suppliers of private label uh, and bulk suppliers. So first of all, who am I? Well, I'm Clive Donaldson, I work for Morrison's, so we're not the biggest, uh, but we have about 10, 11% of the UK off-trade, um, and I'm personally responsible for a lot of the private label products uh, that we're very proud to stock on our shelves. Um, before that, I was actually a very large, worked for a large company that supplied private label into many of the retailers in the UK. So I've been on both sides of the uh, of the table, as it were. So I think that puts me in a a reasonably strong position to offer some views. So first of all, I think it's we need to start with some definitions. What is private label? Because around the world different people use different terms for different things. An important part for me is in the title private label. And that means it's a wine or what spirits where the retailer chooses what label to put on the bottle, So it's not a branded product. It's not a producer product. It's something that is bespoke to us. And so a lot of it is own So I'm very proud, uh, as I'm sure all the retailers in the UK are, of their own brand range. If you put your name on it, then there's uh, a lot invested uh, with your brand imagery and your reputation. And so I'm very proud of our own brand range. But also wine is, um, wine's a strange uh, product. It's one of the few products in the supermarket that customers actually take to the table. And so sometimes they say an own brand is absolutely the right thing, but at other times, maybe it isn't. Uh, And therefore that's when exclusive label comes in. And so exclusive label for us, We'll say Morrison's in the back. We we'll just won't say Morrison's on the front. But both of those products are important core pillars of the private label business. And then where does bulk wine fit in? Well, bulk wine facilitates private label. Someone much cleverer than me once said, uh, "All wine is bulk before it's packaged," and I think that's really, really true. You know, if you go to Chateau Margot, They've got some very nice tanks, but they are still tanks. And so it's uh, a really interesting viewpoint. Bulk wine has a few connotations, um, maybe not the most positive ones, but actually I prefer to think of it as unpackaged wine. Um, and therefore I can choose what the packaging is. So that's private label. But why is it important? And implicit in there is is that it is important. And it absolutely is to us because if you just take a step back and say, well, if I don't have private label, then what do I have on my shelves? I have branded products, and we're a supporter of brand. But branded products talk to the consumer about the brand values and uh, the brand packaging, the brand imagery and uh, what the brand owner's uh, messages that they want. Um, and if all retailers did was say, do some simple category management and say, right, what's selling very well, let's go and stop that, we'd all have the same products. So, private label for us, why is it so important? It helps to differentiate us in the marketplace as a retailer, and branded products don't do that. And if I do my job properly, those differentiated products can be a real asset. Customers can try them, they can enjoy them, and the only place that they can get them is with me. So I can use them to build some customer loyalty, which is a very difficult commodity to get. And if you look at the, the, the way Private Label is set up, Private Label, the, the business model, is a cost-up process. different from brand, brand is about brand positioning. Private label, I work with the suppliers, we'll choose the wine, we'll look at the bottle, we'll look at the label, we'll look at the pack. It's not necessarily the cheapest and I'm actually really proud that some of the most expensive wine that we have on our shelves I put together in this way. So but it is a conscious choice and it is cost up and therefore if you look at the UK market today some of the strongest va- uh, value available on the shelves is through private label products. So how, why is it so important? Private label products are those products that says who I am as a retailer and what I stand for. And you can't really overstate the importance of that. Okay, red lines, very much a topic of the moment. So those are some red lines. but. Uh, what red lines mean, We've obviously there's a large negotiation going on somewhere not very far away. Um, so if you want to be a private label supplier, there's some things that uh, you just, boxes that you have to tick. In other countries, non-negotiables, and I think non-negotiable is quite a nice term, because if I'm making a decision which retailers, sorry, which suppliers to work with, then there's some things I can't and won't negotiate on, and there's some things I can't. And so things that, uh, boxes that just have to be ticked, one of which is quality assurance. Now again, I've worked on both sides. I know it's clunky, I know it can be extremely problematic, but uh, you just need to tick that box, have the right accreditations, uh, be willing to go and have the appropriate audits and allow us uh, to make sure that we've got products that are safe for our customers. And then there's another piece. Quality assurance for me is very much around process. So it says, are you doing the right things? But reliability is about year in, year out, can you deliver? And so quality assurance will ensure I have safe product on the shelves. But reliability will ensure I will have products on the shelves 52 weeks a year. And both those things I absolutely need. So okay, we've ticked um, our uh, boxes. And now we want to be uh, get our, an array of exciting products on the shelves of a supermarket. So the first thing I need you to do as a private label supplier is understand our customers. And this is something I think brands do really well. Because brands talk directly to customers, then they take an awful lot of time looking at them and understanding them. And I think there's a an understanding that as a private label supplier, I don't have to do any of that. Well, you do, because the products that we put together still have to sell. And I don't, you know, I buy them from you, but someone needs to buy them from me. I'm not a warehouse. So that is really important, something I think the, um, the private label industry needs to, uh, you know, look at some cues from the, from their branded brethren. And it's actually really easy. Business, you know, a lot of people say it's it's, it's complex. You know, if customers want to buy the product from us, we'll want to buy it from you. It's that simple. And at the minute, in the industry, there's an awful lot of this, an awful lot of selling to the gatekeepers. And while it's nice, and I, you know, it's, you know, if you wanted to understand what I want in a wine, what I want is irrelevant. It's what my customers want that's really important. So... You understand our customers, but then you also need to understand us. Because I said that private uh, the private label products that I stock defines who I am as a retailer, and therefore you need to understand what my retailer strategy is, and each retailer may well have a different strategy, what we're trying to achieve, and then how you can help us to deliver this. That's, that's what we're looking for in private label. And this, this graphic's really important, actually. You know What I'm trying to do as a retailer is put together a picture for our customers of what I want to achieve uh, with our wine offer. And so that will involve multiple suppliers, and those suppliers will need to work together seamlessly. So that's a good graphic. I also quite like this one. There's quite a few suppliers. We've all been there, haven't we? Um, There's quite a few suppliers that, you know, I can do anything. Well, actually, I've not really met one yet that can. And so it's really important that you're self-aware. You know, what are your strengths and weaknesses? And very much put your strengths forward. Um, I want to work with specialists and experts in, in a number of different areas. And it will be very rare that one supplier will be able to do everything. And if you do understand your strengths and weaknesses, you'll make much more relevant offers to us uh, and you're much like more likely um, to get business away. Now, the next thing I need you to do is to be flexible. Working on the retail side, it was it was always a real frustration for me when I was a supplier. You know, why can't you just do this? Why can't you just do that? Well, in a retailer, and getting the view that I've had for the last five or so years, the complexity is enormous. You know, Wine is just one of um, the things that we sell. We've got, you know, I've got 600 wines, but we've got 20,000 products. If you can imagine being in a store where you day in, day out, you've got thousands of products arriving, it is a huge amount of complexity. And the only way you can manage that complexity is with standards and with processes. And so wine just needs to fit in. Um, It's only one of the categories we can't manage by exception. A lot of the time it's, you know why do you have to fill in this admin form? Wine doesn't really fit for wine. No, it's true. But it needs to fit for sausages and baked beans and bin liners and all that. And while, as a wine producer, you may not want to think about that, that is what we do as retailers. So there's a flip side to this slide, and there's a positive edge to it. For those suppliers that can be flexible, business will grow, because we, can, you know, we cannot be flexible, so we need you to be flexible. And structure your business accordingly. Earlier on, I said one of the key differences between a branded product and a private label product is the business model that sits behind it. Private label is cost up. It's not branded business there is no brand premium. And that's fine. We also stock brands. So it's not as if I'm saying one's wrong and one's right. They're just different. And that's really important in the challenging times that Richard has spoken about, because each of those business models will have strengths and weaknesses. And as a retailer, I'll choose. It may be a certain time or a certain country where actually private label will play more of a part. There may be a time when branded products will play more of a part. So if we're in a bottom-up cost model, then we need a low overhead organization. If you're a large company and you have a large on-trade team, that's great. But your on-trade sales need to cover your on-trade team. I don't want to contribute towards that. By the same token, you know, if you're um, selling towards um, You know, If you've got a large brand team, absolutely fine, but your branded products need to cover that. I'm happy to cover all the stuff that goes into my products. So when it comes to quality, yes, by all means, that needs to be costed in. But I don't want to pay for the other elements of the organization. But having said that, I don't actually want organizations that look like that chap. So we want lean organizations. We don't want skeletal ones. Um, We need you to add resource. We talked about flexibility. So, if there's an area that I can't do as, as a retailer, but you can, then go and add resource there, uh, solve that problem for me, and together, you know, business will grow. And then finally, continuously improve. I'm not sure why I put it in quotes because this is me. Staying as you are today means you're going to be out of date tomorrow. Um, Morrison's is not the retailer it was three years ago. Consumers are not, do not have the same behaviours they had last year. In three years' times we would be very different. And so it was a real challenge for all uh, suppliers out there to evolve as the marketplace evolves. So I was set this challenge, come up, talk to gay, what are retailers really looking for? Well for me, understand our customers, understand us. Understand yourselves. What are your strengths and weaknesses? Resource your organisations and structure your organisations appropriately. It's a, it's definitely it's a cost-up model. Be flexible, because we're a big oil tanker and we need you to be the small, fast speedboat. And continuously improve. And all of that needs to be underwritten by quality assurance and reliability. Thank you very much.